Hey, good morning, Victory Life Church. Great to see you today. How you doing? We can have some talk back here. It sounds like you're doing well. Isn't it a great, sunshiny morning today? Welcome to those of you joining us online. My name's Otto Ramos. I'm one of the pastors here on staff. It's my great privilege to greet you today. If you're relatively new to Victory Life Church and you want to learn more about us, please visit us at our website at vlchurch.com. And there's a new here tab. We'd invite you to click on that tab and fill out the form, and I will connect with you sometime this week. But indeed, once again, welcome to church. We do have a few things that are coming up the next couple of weeks that I want to make mention of. In two weeks from today, on Sunday, July 11th, we will have a very special time during service, in which case we will dedicate our newborn little ones uh, to the Lord. And so if you have a newborn, or if you have a toddler and you forgot baby dedication, you know, in the last many months, we'd certainly love for you to participate, to register for baby dedication. You can go to our website at vlchurch.com, and there will be a banner that looks like what you're seeing there on the screen. Click on that banner, fill out that form, and we'd love to have you commit your little one uh, to the Lord because we know he has a plan for them on Sunday, July 11th, just two weeks away. Also, what's upcoming, you probably know this by now, but uh, want to repeat it because it's a very important event that's happening in July. We have Vacation Bible School. Our theme this year is treasured. Our kids will be learning their enormous value in the kingdom of God, and uh, we know that God wants to make a connection with them. He wants to make himself known to them, and so Vacation Bible School is a great way for seeds of faith to get planted in our young children that hopefully will germinate and come to fruition uh, for years to come. As you can see, it's Sunday, Monday rather, July 19th through Thursday, July 22nd. And so go to the highways and byways and invite your friends, community members, neighbors, and family members. It's going to be an awesome time. And once again, to sign up, you can go to our website at vlchurch.com and you'll see a banner like the one that you're looking at. You know what to do. Click and complete. It's going to be a really cool time. I also want to make mention of the fact, speaking of children, uh, we are going to uh, pray for and bless and pray for an anointing over our new children's director, Jody Kiesler, in between first and second service out here under the North Foyer um, at 10.50 a.m. If you arrive at 10.51, you will be late. No, just kidding. Uh, We're going to pray for her. We want to bless her. We want to encourage her in the Lord. She has a passion for our children. She's doing a bang-up job already. Things are going great in our children's ministry. And so we invite you to join us as our elders will lay hands on her and encourage her and bless her in the Lord uh, at 10.50 a.m. this morning. And so, anyways, if you have come this morning to give to Victory Life Church, you probably know what to do and how to do it. You can text to give. You can text uh, to the number, or text rather, the message, VLC3833, to the number 73256. Follow the prompts from there. You can go to our website at vlchurch.com backslash give. Go to the Give Here tab. Click on it and complete that particular form, or you can give the good old-fashioned way on your way out. Just plop an envelope in our giving basket. Our ushers will be awaiting you there as you make your way outside of church today. But once again, thank you for giving to Victory Life Church. Can I ask you to stand in preparation for worship this morning? Let's pray together. God in heaven, thank you for being a God who lives among us. 
we know that you reside in this place this morning. And sometimes we can show up and feel very human, feel very natural, and not even recognize the supernatural that is in our midst. May you awaken our hearts and minds this morning to see the supernatural work in our hearts and minds this morning. Turn our attention to you. For you made yourself known to us when we confess Jesus as God. May you make yourself known once again this morning to remind us that you desire to reveal yourself once again to renew our minds because you are a God of new things. Help us to see you as you work in our hearts as we worship you now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Lord is seated on the throne today. We hear about it in the book of Isaiah, in the book of Revelation. God is seated on his throne. The angels are worshiping this morning, and we are joining the angels' song to worship a God who is seated on the throne. But have you allowed the Lord to be on the throne of your heart this morning? When you come to worship, you offer sacrifices of praise and you offer surrender. That's why we raise our hand, surrender. And that allows the Lord to be enthroned in your heart. But why? Because when you enthrone the Lord in your heart or allow him to be enthroned there, you're preparing yourself for the word where God can move in and begin to speak to you and change you for your good. He's got awesome things he wants to do, but you have to allow him in. This next song is a perfect way to do it. If you engage and you worship, you will have the right attitude this morning, and you will be allowing the Lord to do some awesome work in your heart. You can allow him to be the God of your days. We have plans for our days, but his are better, so we're going to submit them to him. The king of our nights. Our thoughts can betray us at nighttime, but not if we allow the Lord to be the king of our nights. We're going to surrender our nights to him. Our joy and our laughter are his today. Not the fleeting things of this world, but he is our joy. And in sorrow, again, when our thoughts try and betray us, he can come in and be our peace and our comfort. Would you allow him to be enthroned in every aspect of your life this morning as we sing this next song? See what he'll do. It's amazing. Let's worship him. Are faithful. 
declared that you are the God of our days, the King of our nights. Lord, you've granted us access this morning by your blood. It would be too hard to declare those things if you didn't make a way for us, but you did make a way. Jesus, you came to this earth and you suffered and died and you poured out your blood. God, you say in your word in 1 John, that if we walk in the light as you are in the light, we have fellowship with you and the blood of Jesus covers our sins. Thank you. Thank you. In Hebrews, you say we can boldly approach the throne by the blood of Jesus Christ. When we boldly approach that holy of holies, you, Lord, we do it only by the blood that covers us. God, we remember that this morning. We are thankful for the blood because we want to enter the holy place. We want to be in your presence. We want to be changed because we've been with our maker and creator. So by your blood, Lord, we approach this morning. We thank you. We praise you for the gift of Jesus and the blood that is our covering.
Lord Jesus. It really is your blood as the victory. Lord, we thank you for that blood. Lord, we thank you that you're the hope that we can anchor ourselves in, Jesus. The only true hope that we have. And you love us so much. And you desire so much a relationship that you gave it all. You laid it down so that we could be in communion with you, God. Lord, I pray for everyone in this room that it wasn't by accident that they're in this place, Lord God, that you truly want to speak to their heart today. If you're comfortable, would you lift your hands towards heaven as a sign of surrender? Lord Jesus, we give ourselves to you. We enthrone you in every place of our life, especially right in this moment, a time where it feels like there's a lot going on, a lot of overwhelm. Lord, we give it to you. We release it and give you control. Speak to our hearts this morning. And in Jesus' name, and we all said, amen. Come on, can, can we give Jesus some praise in this place? I believe he deserves it. He deserves it. Come on, come on. Can we give him some praise? Man, I don't think you can give Jesus enough praise. Amen. Come on. Well, hey, so excited for what God is doing in this place. So excited uh, for what God's going to do this morning. I hope you came with expectancy that he wants to move because I truly believe that. I truly believe God wants to speak to your heart today, to your spirit. Some really important things. Some really important things. And we're going to be uh, talking about some uh, cool stuff today as far as rest, as far as finding Sabbath. And, uh, and I just pray that you would lean into that this morning. But hey, if you don't know me, my name is Aaron Moore. I'm the student life pastor here at Victory Life Church. I am married, uh, just recently married, to my beautiful wife, Mackenzie. You're sitting right here in the front row. She is the absolute joy of my life and uh, just an amazing uh, partner in crime and is an amazing support. So love, married, life. Come on. Amen. Well, I just want to say thank you also to Pastor Matt for giving me the opportunity to deposit into this house. And just thank you so much for your leadership, for pastoring me being an amazing friend and a mentor, so thank you. Well, hey, just as I said, we're going to be talking about Sabbath today, something that kind of feels like a foreign practice, a foreign term. Maybe it's not even in your vocabulary. What's rest? I drink coffee like 24-7 of the day, right? We're in this new series we just kicked off a couple weeks ago called The Renewed Minds, Finding God's Peace in an Age of Overwhelm. Does anyone resonate with that? Like, I need some peace in my life from God. And so uh, we're going to be talking even more about this, specifically about resting. But I don't know if you knew this. 
But we, uh, we live in a time where it's so overwhelming. There's so much anxiety. There's so much going on. And I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Generation Z, according to uh, uh, quite a few studies, is one of the, if not the most, anxious and depressed generations of all time. Like, let that sink in. Like, as a student pastor, that hits deep. That's what we're living in. That's right now. It's, it's, it's happening. And so we need this stuff. We need this biblical principle how we can find peace, how we can allow God in to fight for us, our mind, to let him heal this space. Because he can and he wants to. He wants to be there. So let's lean in. That's why I say, students already know, I say this. Let's lean in to the teachings of Jesus. Let's lean into uh, to the word of God because I really believe uh, that God's got something for us today specifically when it comes to rest and Sabbath. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you so much that we get to be here. We get to worship you. We get to learn from your word, Lord Jesus. Your word is life. And let's lean into that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody say Sabbath. Sabbath. Say it again. Sabbath. Sabbath. Come on, it's good. Sabbath is good. We're going to learn that. Sabbath is great. But listen, I, I used to live in Columbus. For those of you who might know, I went to uh, Columbus for uh, ministry. And uh, Columbus is a fast-paced city. It's a, it's, it's a fast-paced area. It's one of the fastest-growing cities in America. Um, but while I was there, I worked at Starbucks. Well, where are my Starbucks lo- lovers in the house? Where are my coffee lovers in the house? Like, most everybody? Yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> But I used to work at Starbucks, and uh, listen, I picked the best shift to work at Starbucks for someone who's in college, social, likes to stay up late sometimes, right? Probably more times than I should. And that was the 5 a.m. shift in the morning, right? (laughs) Not smart. Not wise, Aaron. That wasn't wise. That wasn't the greatest thing. But I did it. I did it most of the time. And so, uh, but listen, I would get there in the morning. I'd be, I would call it slinging drinks, slinging coffee, right? I was caffeinating Columbus. You're welcome, Columbus. But listen, if I wasn't at work, if I wasn't at Starbucks, I was probably in class. And if I wasn't in class, I was probably doing homework. If I wasn't doing homework, I was probably at my internship. If I wasn't at my internship, I was probably at church, right? Good thing. And then uh, if I wasn't at church, I was probably trying to find what little rest I could get uh, or something to eat, maybe, you know. That's where we were at. That's where we were at. It was a busy time. It was a good time. It was stretching. It stretched my capacity, and there was so much good, but it was busy. There was a lot, right? And it gets, it got me thinking about that time in my life, how we can get into some busy times. Like you, you can resonate with that. Can anybody resonate with those times in your life? Like maybe like college was a while ago, or maybe you're in college now and you're like, yeah, Aaron, that's me. Or, or maybe you got, a, you come from a family, a large family, you, you know, there's always a lot going on. You're working, you're working three jobs. Like, I don't know. I don't know everybody's context, but uh, I feel like many of us can resonate with always being busy. And you see, our culture moves at a pace 
that is kind of wrapped around this idea of hustle, around hurry, and a little emphasis on rest. Like, I'll rest when I'm done with everything, but when are you actually done, right? So that's, that's, that's where we're at. And, and you know, Dallas Willard, a, a famous theologian and scholar, we have one of his books out there, Shameless Plug, out in the Welcome Center, Renovation of the Heart. And he, he quoted this one time. He said, hurry is the greatest threat to a spiritual life. Hurry is a, the greatest threat to a spiritual life. And if we're not careful, we can never slow down and take in the peace of God and replenish our souls. Everyone with me? We're good? Everyone with me? Okay. Well, that's what we're talking about today. Talking about rest in an age of overwhelm. Rest in an age of overwhelm. Well, let's turn to Mark chapter 2. Let's turn to Mark chapter 2. We're going to be reading in verses 23 through 28. Don't mind me as I take a sip of water. It's good for you. While you're heading there, for those of you who may not be super familiar with Sabbath, this may be an entirely new thing. And, well, Sabbath is a spiritual discipline where you take a day... 24-hour day to slow down, rest, and worship God and allow your soul to be replenished. And the Hebrew word for Sabbath is Shabbat. Everyone say that, Shabbat. It's amazing. It's a fun word. It's really good. But when you translate Shabbat in the original Hebrew language in your Old Testament, it literally means stop. But it also means delight or celebrate, to stop, delight, take joy, find joy, and celebrate. We're going to get more into this, but real quick, before we dive into Mark 2, you see, back then, it was law to Sabbath. Like, you had to observe the Sabbath and honor the Sabbath, and uh, the Pharisees were being pretty, uh, you know, legalistic about it. And so let's listen to what Jesus does in response to the Pharisees and take a deep dive. You good? You with me? All right. One Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, have you never read what David did? When he was in need and was hungry, he and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God in the time of Abithar, the high priest, and ate the bread of presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and also gave it to those who were with him. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. So we see like the Pharisees were being really legalistic about it. They, they were saying, you can't do that. You can't even lift a pinky. You, you, you're hungry. You can't even, you can't get heads of grain. That's not lawful on the Sabbath. You can't do that. But, but they're looking at all wrong, right? They're looking at wrong. And we see what Jesus says about that in verse 27. I love what he says. He says, 
the Sabbath was made for man, or better translated as humanity, not man for the Sabbath. Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. It's a free gift for you to stop, delight, to celebrate, right? If you're taking notes today, side note, note takers are world changers. Remember that. (laughs) Sabbath is a gift. It's my first point. Sabbath is a gift, You see, Sabbath was made for man, not man for Sabbath. It's for you. It's for me. Everybody say, Sabbath is for me. It's a gift. It's a gift. And it was freely given. Like, I don't know about you, but I love free gifts. Like, come on. Like, that's awesome. Like, when I get a free gift, I want to crack that thing open. I want to, like, start enjoying whatever that is, especially if it's, you know, goodies or food. Uh, shameless plug, I love that. Um, but, you know, if I get a free gift, I want to start enjoying it right then and there. I want to see what it's all about, right? And so think about that in the same way as Sabbath. It's a free gift. It's a gift to us, and we can enjoy it. We were meant to enjoy it. And I'll prove it to you in just a minute that it's a gift, that it was ingrained in us to enjoy. But I want to, I want to point out uh, one thing real quick. There's, there's two sides to the spectrum. We see the Pharisees who are really legalistic about the Sabbath, right? They're, they're basically putting borders of rules around this gift that you were meant to enjoy. And now it's not very enjoyable. But there's another part to that spectrum. There's another side. And I believe that could arguably, arguably, man, get that out without like a little water. Arguably, be us. You see, the, the side that doesn't even partake in Sabbath at all. And who ends up becoming overworked and tired and run down. And their souls aren't catching up to your body. You're just going, 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 and going. Can anyone relate to this? Does this, like, resonate with anybody? You see, these two groups of people have missed out on the true gift by either making what it is not or not doing it at all. Let me repeat that. These two groups of people have missed out on this true gift of Sabbath by either making it what it is not or not doing it at all. You see, we've neglected this gift that God has given us. And this gift has been ingrained in us from the beginning of time. And I'm going to show you right now. I'm going to take you back to the beginning of Genesis. So if you'll turn uh, back to the beginning in your Bibles. Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. It says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. 
So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. When you're reading rest, you're reading Shabbat. You're reading stop, delight, celebrate. God didn't need a nap. Like, did anybody else think, like, oh, God got real tired from six days of making creation. Like, that's fair. That's a fair, you know. But, no, God didn't need to rest. He's God. But God intentionally stopped. And he delighted in what he had done. He had worked six, rested one, to stop, to celebrate, delight in what he had done. And he built, as he rested, he built a rhythm into the DNA of creation and our souls. Work six, rest one. And you see, if we're God-breathed, if we're made in the image of God, then shouldn't that mean that we're created to work, right? He invited us into divine work in the beginning, but we're also created to rest, to stop, to pause, slow down, and be with him. You see, he blessed the seventh day. He blessed the Sabbath. He blessed it, and he set it apart. It says that he made it holy. He set it apart. It's different. It's different from all the other days. If rest is good for God, listen, y'all. If rest is good for God, then it's good for us, too. Just like if community is good for God, then well, community is good for us, too. Right? And let me take it just a step further. It's even in the Ten Commandments, right? It's in the Ten Commandments. In Exodus 20, right next to do not kill. Like, if, if you don't believe me, go look it up. Like, I don't know if it's right next to do not kill, right? But, <laughs> but listen, it's in the same list, right? And, and like, side note, Sabbath is the only spiritual discipline to ever make it into the Ten Commandments. And I love what he says. He says, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy when he tells the Israelites. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. So remember that it's important and set it apart. Like we would forget. And we have. And they, ha- they did. Listen, rest is a must. It's needed. Rest is good in an age of overwhelm. Rest is important, especially when we're in anxiety, in depression, we're overwhelmed, we're overworked, we're tired. And when we get tired and when we neglect time with Jesus, we can sometimes forget even who we are. We forget whose we are and what we were created for. Rest is good when you've Never stop to lean in his presence. Rest is good so you can slow down and remember that you are his child. That you are his and that he has you. And rest is good after good hard work. Can I get an amen? I want to take you back to the the story I started telling you in the beginning 
about uh, the, the super busy time of my life. It was probably like the third semester of college in my associate's degree. And, you know, it's funny. and There's a lot going on. And I was probably at the best place, working at the best place to get my caffeine fixed, right? I got all my drinks free. It's really awesome, um, especially when you're broke. But and Starbucks drinks are like five bucks each. But anyways, um, but I'm in this moment. I'm in this time in my life where I'm the most busy. And, and a lot of the things I'm doing are life-giving. You know, they're good. Like, they're good things. I was at church. I was learning. I was in the thick of it. But the thing is, I was still getting overworked. I was still getting tired. And I remember one night... Um, I was really overwhelmed, and uh, I had a full day. I had got Starbucks at 5 a.m., like usual, 5 a.m., 5.30, and I remember going through my whole day, and, you know, I was doing homework, too, and, uh, and this is after a full week, too. You know, this is constant, right? And but I remember uh, sitting down, and a, a bunch of us uh, were at the student housing, and I was working on homework. I was working on a particular uh, essay for a hermeneutics class. That's a fun word. Learning how to study your Bible. That's right. Um, but, but I remember staring at this computer screen. And I, I was reading what was on it, the instructions. But I could not make sense of what to do with myself. I started hitting a wall. And I sat there, and I sat there, and I sat there. And I remember, it was over an hour and a half, I sat there and stared at my screen and got absolutely nothing done. And you're like, hey, just go to bed. Like, yeah, <laughs> I probably did need to go to bed. <laughs> but I got so angry and frustrated because I was hitting a mental, a physical, and a spiritual wall because I was constantly in go, go, go mode. Like, this can't happen, y'all. I, I, I need to get this done. Like, I can't stop right now. I have to work until the work is done. And don't get me wrong. Don't hear me wrong. There's nothing wrong with hustle. When things need to get done and you, need, and you have that time, you, and you get it done, right? But I had gone to the point of never practicing rest that I hit this wall and I became angry and I was mad. And I remember leaving that night to go back to my apartment 30 uh, minutes away. I was driving all that way too, 30 minutes every single day, seven days a week. And I remember crying. And I was so upset that this was happening. But I called my stepdad because he worked the, the third shift. And I talked to him and was just upset, and, and he told me this, this, this truth. You ready for it? He told me this truth. He said, Aaron, you need to go home. You need to make sure your belly's full, and you need to get some rest. Nothing profound, but just truth. And really, it was at that moment that I started beginning this journey of, well, maybe I should value rest. Maybe, especially when I'm busy right now and I'm doing a lot of things, 
that are demanding, I, I do need to slow down at times. Listen, so go home, make sure your belly's full, and get some rest. <laughs> but for real, it's okay to rest. Like, if you've never had that permission, if never, no one has ever told you your entire life, like, go rest, like, I'm telling you, go rest. Not only am I telling you, God is telling you, go rest. Because even he slowed down to delight in his creation. So you have permission. If God can do it, so can you. But you're probably saying right now, well, Aaron, I don't know, my schedule. Like, I, I, I have a home to look after. I've got kids. I've got a family. Like, there's a lot to do. I've got a lot going on. Like, uh, we've got all these events to attend, or uh, I've, I work three jobs, or, or I'm in college full-time. Like, you probably heard that story, and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's where I'm at right now for all my college students in the house. For all my high schoolers in the house, you guys just go hard. Like, you, you just don't stop. you got the energy. You're probably saying, there's no way I could do this. How? But friend, we have to trust God with our time. We have to trust him with our time. Like, in a similar way, like tithing. When you tithe, you're trusting God with your finances. You're trusting God, saying, this is a part of my life. I'm trusting you with it. In a similar way, when you Sabbath, when you rest, you're trusting God with your time. You're saying, God, I give you this day to, to slow down, to rest, and to worship you and be with you. And so, it could be the very thing that you've needed all along. And you probably, and some of you in this room, I know this is speaking to you, some in this room are saying this, is what I need right now. And I never really gave myself permission to go rest, to take a day. But how do we begin? What does that look like, Aaron? How, how can I even begin to incorporate this into, uh, into a, a, a weekly rhythm of my life? Well, first, invite God in on the process. Invite God in. Pastor Matt gave an amazing sermon last week uh, go back and watch it on our, on our uh, website. But he talked about inviting God into your thoughts. In a similar way where we invite God into our thoughts to give us a new thought, to renew our mind, invite God in on this process. To start this process of rest, this journey to rest. Make time in your week. Right? Our second point, God valued it. You have to value it. If it's important to you, you, you'll put it at a higher level. And if, if it's valued by God, then, then we should value it, right? Does that make sense? Listen, even as a staff, as a staff, we, we take Fridays. We, we take it because we know it's healthy, because we need it, right? So we're practicing it right there with you. 
Another thing you can do is to plan and prepare. It does take some sense of planning and preparing. You know, I, I got to set aside this day. Well, I, I need to ensure that I can actually do it, that I can actually get there. Start planning and preparing. What, it, what does it look like for you to do that? You know, me and Mackenzie, you know, uh, we, we love a good meal. That's something we incorporate into our Sabbath when we slow down and, and we, we rest. And, but something that brings us joy is eating a good meal. Can I get an amen for a good meal? We, I, I think we're planning steaks this next one. Oh, come on. But think about the things that bring your family joy, like bringing everyone together, right? Everyone has a different context. Everyone, some of you might be single. Some of you might be a, a new married couple like Mackenzie and I. Some of you might have kids, and you're like, well, this, I mean, are you taking into account everyone's context? Yeah, it's going to look different for you. But that's why we're not legalistic about it. We just want to start practicing rest together as a body. Because it's important. And if this helps you, find things that bring you joy. And put it through the lens of, is it rest? And is it worship? And if it's not, then maybe hold off. Right? Parents, just so you know, uh, your kids are actually getting a, a form, a piece of paper that lays out what Sabbath's all about and stuff you can start doing to impl- implement everybody in the Sabbath, whether that's praying together or reading the Bible together or doing something that brings you joy together, a family dinner or whatever that may look like in your context, you know your context, but to start implementing those things, practical ways. AJ, you can go ahead and come up. But it's time. I don't know about you, We've had a crazy past year and a half with everything going on. And maybe for some of you, it's been a crazy lifetime. But it's time to slow down, to lean into this gift in an age of overwhelm that, in fact, says no to rest. To say yes to God's gift in which he freely has given us. Because it is a gift. And God values it. And so should we. Students in this room, you guys got big capacities. You got large capacities. You're running. You're doing a lot. But it's okay to slow down at times too. It's okay to say, you know what, I'm going to value this too. I'm going to slow down and I'm going to rest in Jesus. Because you know what? Sometimes if we don't slow down, sometimes things can build up in here. In our soul. Whatever that looks like, if it's pain something that's never been addressed because we just never slowed down enough to allow God to deal with the innermost things in our life so that way we could have an honest relationship with him that's been holding us out here. Sabbath is good because it allows you to say, I am going to slow down to be 
with God. And sometimes we can get caught up in doing that we forget how to be. This practice allows us to return back to that space of communing with God, to reconnecting with God, to fill up our souls, to find joy again. Because it's important. And God knew we would need it. And it's a journey. It's a process. But let's do this together. Let's do this together as a body. To begin on this journey of renewing our minds and truly finding tangible peace. A peace that surpasses understanding. There's nothing like it on this earth. But we know the source. And we know him personally. And we get to enter in. I wasn't planning on doing this, but what I'd like to do is, is just a, take a moment to sit in this. Some of you, this is, this is resonating. This is hitting right to your spirit. Some of you, you may not be there yet, but that's okay. But right now, what I want us to do, there's power in sitting in the presence of God. Do we believe that? That there's freedom in his presence. So I would like us to just close our eyes around this room and, and just to sit in his presence and even begin this conversation with God. God, how can I rest? Show me how. Guide me in this. Let's just sit in this for a minute. Just for a minute. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you love us so much, that you've given us a day in which we can enter in to reconnect with you, to slow down. Lord, when you created man in the beginning, you invited us into divine work. And through the fall, Work became tough and not as enjoyable, but we're still called into that divine work with you, but not just work, but also rest just as much, both and. If you're in this place, and all eyes closed around this room, if you're in this place, and and that's you, and I want to pray for you this morning. And if you just need that, that oomph to, to begin, 
Like you're saying, Aaron, this is, this is me, and I need to start. And I want to invite Jesus in on that process. If that's you this morning, that you need, you need prayer, uh, I'd like you to, to begin to raise your hand in this place. No one's looking around this room, but to, be, to raise your hand towards heaven. It's not a hand to me. It's a hand to God. Say, God, I, I, I want this. And I need you, and I need you a part of this. If that's you, would you begin to raise your hand all around this room? If that's you. It's Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, I pray for those with their hands up, and maybe those who, who didn't have their hands up. That's okay. But Lord, I pray for those in this room that are are looking to return to communion with you to begin this process of slowing down of what might be something difficult to ingrain into their schedule or or, uh, something they've never done before. But Lord Jesus, you invite us into this free gift And Lord, I pray for those who've raised their hands in this room, Lord, that you're with them, that you're beside them, that you're in on this process with them, that you desire this rest for them. Jesus, you invite us in in Matthew, saying, your yoke is easy and your burden is light. So Lord, when we walk this with you. And with those who haven't had any peace in this moment, in a while, in this moment, would they begin to have peace in Jesus' name? Peace over their life. But we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you that you want to renew our minds, that you want to renew our minds through Sabbath, to stop and delight in you. Because truthfully, if you're not in it, then it's not really a Sabbath. And we need you so much, so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, come on, can we, can we give Jesus a little praise? Well, hey, I, I don't know about you, but I really feel the Holy Spirit's in this place. He's working, and some of you, this really resonated. And I, and I encourage you, if you have questions, to reach out. Reach out to, to a, a staff, to leadership in, in the church, and you know, begin this journey. We want to do this together. We're in this together. It's a value. We do life together. But can I, can I pray for you? Can I bless you guys before we dismiss this morning? Is that okay? Can I do that? Yeah? All right, cool. Lord, I just pray a blessing, a prayer of blessing over uh, these amazing people. Lord Jesus, we, uh, we love you. We thank you. We are so happy that we've been able to uh, commune as a body and worship your name and learn from you, be challenged by you. And Lord, I pray that as we go away that you protect us, give us peace, give us joy. 
And uh, we just, we love you and we praise you and we thank you for all you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a good week, y'all. Lost, but now.